The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us again this morning as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. A couple quick things. Uh, we're going to start here in just a moment. The book of Matthew, as we walk through one of the four Gospels in the life of Christ, and I'm looking forward to this journey. Uh, a couple quick things. This is kind of a programming technical note. Um, we're going to be kind of transitioning how we, where we plat- put, what platforms we put this on. It'll still stay on my Facebook page, but we're adding it to the churches, Grace Baptist Church's Facebook page, Grace Baptist Church's YouTube channel. Now, we have a new YouTube channel we put out you would search up grace baptist church of bakersfield uh, and you should see that up there um, today's lesson yesterday or thursdays and fridays devotion will be on there sunday we're going to live stream through that youtube as well so we'll be streaming sunday from facebook from youtube and from instagram on the three different church accounts and so we'll be doing that sunday and uh, so encourage you i know it's a new channel so if you're following us in the old youtube channel go search out the new one and find subscribe and that way you can get the updates and easier to find us there and uh, so that's where you're going to find us moving forward uh church's facebook my facebook church's youtube channel and uh, we'll post it uh, ultimately we'll be working to post it on the instagram page of the church as well um matthew chapter one this morning now i'm not going to walk through uh, verses 1 through 16. If you've read Matthew 1, 1 through 16, it is a chronology. And uh, and then, by the way, chronologies, I think, are important. Uh, it gives us a great historical breakdown. And then one of the reasons for it is when you can look at, mo- you know, when you say modern, American history, human, American world history, it's one of the ways to go back and find the reality of the Word of God is valid um, because you can take that history and you can trace it Uh, through the genealogies in scripture it also shows the promises of god when you walk through he's promised different things and you can see through the generations that god has promised and you can see in this situation you're going to find that the promise that jesus would come out of the line of david is seen in this genealogy so there's some great parts to it and it's it's worth learning it's worth looking at uh, but we're not going to take the time just to break it down because it is simply historical genealogy. I'm actually going to start verse 17, kind of finish, includes the genealogy, and work into the next couple of verses, what we normally know as the Christmas story. Uh, and so this May, we're going to start talking a little bit about what we normally think of as the Christmas story. Matthew chapter 1, verse 17 says, So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until until the Christ are 14 generations. And so you see all the different generations broken in there, how far it is, and gives you a bit of an idea of the history. If you dig it out, you get an idea of the length of time between Abraham to David to, to Jesus. Verse number 18, he says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. As his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So let me give you a breakdown. Most of us, because, you know, once a year at least, these kind of passages are talked about. So what we're going to talk about is not unfamiliar, but let me take a minute and explain what's being said here. Okay, so um, the birth of Christ, he says his mother, 
Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Now, today, uh, the best way to describe betrothal would be an engagement, uh, where someone, you know, two couples are engaged to be married. I'll be honest, and today, that's a verbal agreement. To, you know, there's a ring with it. You start planning the day for the wedding. You start, you know, telling the family. You send a wedding. You plan the arrangements. But frankly, a husband, the, the spouse, either one of the fiancés can back out of this pretty simplistically up to before you know the wedding ceremony no one's going to have legal problems outside of the money spent and family there's no major issues with that uh that's not the same this 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 was almost the same contract as marriage it was a very serious deal uh and uh, so they took it that way so when betrothal and the old um marriage engagement time of that time was very much is the most as binding of a contract as marriage is today so what we see is that they have come together, they've made the contract, they're going to get married, this is a legal binding contract, Joseph finds out. Now, a lot of times what would happen in those days is that the husband, um, one of the Jewish customs was that they would take a long period of time, once they got married, they'd take time off from work to get to know their wife and spend time. And so prior to that, they would go and work extra to put money in, money, get money together so they can be able to do that. So many times people believe he came back, he's coming from one of these this time of work, and comes back and finds out that his fiance, his his betrothal is pregnant. Now, he knows it's not his, and so immediately he's frustrated, um, nervous, what's going on, maybe disappointed. Um, let me tell you what it says in verse 19. I love this. This says a lot about the man Joseph. Verse 19 says, Then Joseph, her husband, again, they call her a husband because of the betrothal connection, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So I love the fact that we see a little bit of Joseph's character. Now, Joseph immediately looks at what we see as, you can see the Jewish customs in there. Now, in those days, just due to the Middle Eastern culture and things of that nature, if a wife or a fiancé, and that we would call it, was uh, found pregnant without being, you know, outside of this betrothal connection, um, basically she had cheated on Joseph, is what most people would believe. The custom gave two options. Uh, due to the hurt that was brought to the family she one would have been stoned she would have been killed for her unfaithfulness or uh, you can put her away privately she'd be separated from the village separated from family to go live with extended family and rear the child and a bit of shame but secretly and so joseph the bible says being a just man a righteous man he wasn't about to make a public example put her through the humility of uh, the public example and the stoning and things of that nature he is okay i'll just i'll just send her to family and that way, if she gets sent to family, then it won't be that won't be that big of a deal, and she can continue to live her life uh, to an extent in secret. Um, verse twenty says, "But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream." Uh, let me tell you something. I think it's intriguing. I love the fact that the passage here says that while Joseph thought on these things, so it, some great principles about. Now, I will say this: I don't believe that as Christians, our desire is to mimic or become the characters, the people of the Bible. Uh, we're not to be Joseph. We're not to be Mary. We're not to be Peter. We're not to be Paul. We're not to be Ruth. We're not. Those people were just people of their day. People of their day that were used of God, and simply because they were willing. But this is one of the reasons people like Joseph and Mary were chosen, and a great principle we can learn. And the simple principle is that he was a just man, a righteous man, a wise man. It's one of the reasons I believe God was willing to put Jesus into this home. Uh, but you see a just man. And so he, while he thought on these things, he didn't react right away. He took some time. He took some time to consider what's going on. I'm assuming he took some time to pray. He took some time to sit back and say, 
Look at all of the consequences. Can I tell you, we live in a much more impulsive day, uh, in a highly technological, highly speedy uh, lifestyles today. And a lot of times we feel like we've been hurt. We're so quick to jump. We're so quick to overreact. We're so quick to um, believe what we've been told and react in a way that's in, in wrong, appropriate, or hurtful. And so maybe learn from what he's saying here. It's his wisdom to take a few minutes and just think on it, pray on it. You know, James tells us, be quick to hear, so to speak, slow to anger. Uh, so it's an important thing that we can learn from this principle that we're not just quick to jump on things. We're not just quick to react and believe whatever we're told. A wise person takes a minute to stop and think. And he made a very wise decision. He could have reacted in that wisdom. Boy, he was able to hear from God. And I think in that wisdom of just taking some time to consider and to reflect and to think is one of the ways that we can learn, one of the ways we can learn from God what he wants us to do. So he says, you know, he heard from a dream, half with the verse saying, this is what the angel said in the dream, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived is here is of the Holy Ghost, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, in this process, what you see is that Joseph gets this vision. Now, we know that Mary had already had this vision. Mary already knew what was going on. Um, one thing I think is intriguing, uh, if you go back to the Old Testament, you go back to things like Abraham when they moved and then he was told to sacrifice Isaac. You go back to Noah when he built the ark. Um, one of the things you're going to find in these is you're going to find that God came and gave a vision or spoke audibly to these men, but in many occasions did not speak to their wives. And so Sarah, Noah's wife, these people really, have, the women followed their, their husbands I don't want to say blindly, but the kind is the way to do it. They weren't given that audible instruction from God. In this situation, both were uh, due to the scenarios a bit different. I guess I would just say what a great opportunity for us as husbands and wives to strive to have such a relationship with God that our spouses would see it, that our family would see it that our community would see it. You know, if you really want to be able to witness, you really want to be able to reach out, you really want to be able to share your faith and the gospel with other people, uh, please understand, I do not mean perfection. I'm not, going, hey, we're perfect, because that's not viewed as, as right, because no one is. But there is an honesty. There is a, a reality of who we are. There is the good day, the bad days, and how we deal with the struggles, and how we deal with failures, and what do we do when we mess up and we make mistakes, and the great testimony, and be, let, the, let the world see Christ in us. What a great witnessing tool, what a great opportunity uh, to, for them to see real, uh, but what a great witness, that, you know, what a great powerful example that we see in this passage, that he was willing to listen. Now, we'll talk tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I didn't want to go through huge, long chunks. We could have kind of broken this into one episode, but I want to talk tomorrow because the next couple of verses talk about the prophetical background, and, um, and it goes in and talks about where this was prophesied in in the book of Isaiah. So we're going to take a little uh, time tomorrow talking about that because I think it's important to talk about the prophecy behind it. Again, dig deeper more than just the Christmas story here and get a better understanding of why um, Jesus' birth and, and ultimate death and resurrection uh, were prophesied and what, why that's some of the great foundational principles in our Christian journey. So Monday, we'll take time to talk about that. Again, remember that this will be in my Facebook. You're probably still on my Instagram channel as well. Um, we're also going to be putting it on the uh, Grace Baptist Church's YouTube channel. Uh, again, the new one, Grace Baptist Church of Bakersfield uh, Facebook page. Uh, we'll be posting it there. And so go back and so if you're not following us, I'm one of those. Do that so you can get this information when it comes up. 
And uh, we greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you have a great weekend. And if you're local, we look forward to seeing you at Grace Baptist Church here in Bakersfield at 1030 for our time of worship. And we look forward to having you with us. Thanks again for joining us this morning. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.